2: EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports
0: Day SA, coming to you on Test Match, the first day of the Test Match here in Adelaide. And you can be part of the show on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, 1300 736 736, or text in 0427 154 166. And it's all thanks to Budget Car and Truck Rental Moving House. Use the team that's easy and affordable, 1327 27. And we've still got a double pass for day three. I've just been told by Sammy, our producer. So text in or give us a call and a chance to win a double pass to. The Test match on Friday. Now, between the three of us in the studio today, we've played 106 Test matches. Um, <laughs> to absolute look, I'm, I'm honoured. I'm a little bit fanboyed at the moment, but I'll be okay. Um, Dizzy,
1: welcome back to Jason Gillespie, cap hey. number 370. Thank you, Bonds. It's great to be here. And I, mate, I've been thrown as well with our uh, with our guest. In well, we
0: he was just walking by, oh, so we thought we'd drag him in. Tim Payne, welcome, cap good number four fourteen.
1: Thanks
3: for having me.
0: It's great to have you in here, great and, to be and here. appreciate you uh, stopping by and being part of. uh
3: yeah, no, no problems at all. I'm just staying down the road, so I've I've been in a few times and done my own show from. Yes. here for for Sen Tasmania. So to be back is good. I'm loving my time in Adelaide so far, and. It's a great week to be here with the test match on absolutely now dizzy assistant
0: yes. coach for the first time how has he been going so far
1: he's been going very well yeah uh, you know we've had some chats uh, Paney and I and uh, he seems to be well, very much enjoying it I think he's got really good rapport with the players um, you know, part of one of his main roles is develop a close relationship with Matt short who's an, a young captain a new captain um, so Paney so if you ever watch the games and when we're, we're going out into the field, you know, the 10 over mark when all the coaches yes. head out, paney has got to make a beeline for Shorty and just have that communication and chatting just to check in on who's going and making sure he's everything, it's, everything's calm and, and relaxed. And uh, yeah, it seems to be working quite well. And on the flip side of that, Tim, you enjoying it?
3: I am absolutely loving it. I really am. It's a, a great franchise to be to be um, a part of. As I said, I love the city and I've really enjoyed working with Dizzy and Carl Hooper and, and Ryan Harris. I've been really lucky in that. Aspect to have, you know, some really experienced coaches around me, um, experienced cricketers. Um, yeah,
1: I've had an absolute ball. We have had a couple of situations where the head coach has walked into the physio's room and mm-hmm. there's the assistant coach getting some treatment <laughs> on his elbow <laughs> and his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> still recovering. That was in
3: Perth. Oh, <laughs> that was a big week. The lead that was up a to big Perth week. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, being Too many throwdowns, Being is a wicketkeeper, that... I don't throw. <laughs> I've never thrown. And when the boys go and do their fielding throwing, the keeper just goes off to the side and has a catch. Well, when you're an assistant coach, boy, you've got the dog stick wanker, yeah. and then some of the boys want throwdowns. My arm um, one Perth. When was that about round six? Yeah, it was hanging uh, by yeah. a thread. But uh, luckily, Port's uh, physio did a great job, yep. and I'm back uh, on Oh, that's down. awesome. Um, all right, time to get <laughs> I, into... I did go very early, though, to try yeah. and not get caught out, and they walked out
0: early. No, oh, well. Anyway, less than there. Lesson there, yeah. Uh, Hot topic today. Uh, Thanks to Mate Internet. 20 bucks off for five months with Mate Internet. Use promo code SAVE20 with Mate Internet. We'll just do a quick wrap of the test match because we're going to speak to Adam White later in the show, one of the SENSA commentators. He's been there, part of SEN Cricket, and Adam White uh, will be brought to us thanks to Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. But... Won the toss, Paddy Cummins won the toss. Had a pretty good day. Bowled West Indies out for 188. They had a bit of a collapse in the middle there. They started pretty well, three for 64 at lunch, and Mackenzie um, uh, looked all right. He he scored 50, and the tail wagged. Is
1: it did they put on 55 bonds and they actually looked looked quite good. It was they played their shots. Uh, they defended the the good deliveries and you could see there was a little bit of frustration with the Australian bowlers there was there was an air of inevitability about it all you, you mm. always felt there was a wicket it, it was coming but they hung in there kemar roach obviously a very experienced player and Shamar joseph in his first game he got got hit by mitchell stark you know, early in his innings uh, on the grill and then continued on and uh, and and did quite well yeah um-
0: Bowlers for the Aussies, Cummins 4 for 41 and Hazelwood 4 for 44. Just want to play uh, the wickets and uh, Steve Smith open the innings and the debutant, first ball in test cricket. Not a bad uh, prize wicket. Then comes to Steve Smith. Edge! Almost. Oh! No way! He's out first ball. is bowled. Unbelievable. Gets a wicket with the first delivery. He's bowled. To Steve Smith, one of the greats of all time,
2: you can't write the script like that, surely. What about announcing yourself to the world of Test cricket? Your very first ball, you get the great Steve Smith out, and it was an absolute beauty.
1: Mm. I, I was watching it. It was it was a good delivery. He, he comes in. He bowls brisk pace, doesn't yeah. he, Joseph? And comes a little bit angle in, slightly like mid crease. So angles in and then straightened and and. Uh, yeah, Steve Smith could do nothing but get an edge on it, and good catch by another deputant, Greaves. I mean, it,
3: he worked over uh, Marnus as well. I, so I saw that good short, short ball out of nowhere, surprised him, caught it finally. So it looked like they've they found something. I didn't get to see him bat. I didn't realise he was a bloke who got thirty. I he, he was got, stuck on the plane. This yeah, he got thirty
1: six. But... He uh, it was his sixth first class game his Test match. Amazing. It's incredible. Yeah,
0: yeah. I saw him bowl in the in the warm up game, and he looked very good. And here's uh, the Marnus wicket for you.
4: Sorry, Brett. Just again, Lava Shane checking his guard again. Oh, I <laughs> missed those. What's this thing? The looking... <laughs> Joseph Bowles. Short ball. High in the air. This could be caught here down near the rope. It has been taken. It is out. Joseph's got a second. He's running in the opposite direction to the man, taking the catch on the rope. Lava Shane got the short ball. He tried to hit it for six. He did not hit it for six. He has been caught. And the West Indies take a second wicket, close to Stumps. And Shamar Joseph has both of them. Labashain out for 10. It was close. It was
2: close to the line. It was caught.
0: That very excited call from Adam White, and he'll be joining us later in the show. It, isn't he? absolutely loving it. he's up and about he's very up and about <laughs> All right, a let, great let's right, because uh, we're, we're going to speak to Whitey a bit yeah. later um, and go into a bit more depth of day one we'll get over to the BBL what a fantastic game last night Scorchers V6s Scorchers batters first uh, 4 for 197 Laurie, uh, Laurie Evans again 72 off 34 Cooper Connolly nice little cameo at the end 37 not out off 18 balls and then the Sixers chased them down They batted really well, didn't
1: they? They they did. I thought Daniel Hughes came out and played with good intent, but he he didn't slog. He he had a bit of luck along the way. He got a couple of inside edges uh, off Lance Morris, who went for 20 in his first over. But they just hung in there. You just sensed. And, And I think the lack of variety, I think, in both bowling attacks saw the scores that were high. We didn't see much pace-off, did we? No, we didn't.
3: Un- unusually, too, I thought. Because mm-hmm. I know when we've done our planning for probably both those sides, that's mm-hmm. something that's spoken about a lot. So mm-hmm. um, I know Steve O'Keefe was rested, I think, because of mm-hmm. the the long flight and then having to go back if they do win. And yeah. obviously he's had some calf issues. So um, I dare say he would be in their best 11 and play more as much, certainly finals, as he possibly can. But, yeah, it was... Terrific game. I don't know about you, Dizzy, but I'm not too upset to see the back of Laurie Evans heading back to uh, England or the or no. Dubai for the next <laughs> tournament. So that's handy
1: for us. It's certainly handy for us. He got what eighty odd, eighty five off about th- twenty balls, thirty balls, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> it was it was a special knock, but we, uh, you know, we certainly learnt our lessons from from yeah. his knock, and and we certainly learnt from uh, from that game. So it would be interesting when we have our strategy session tomorrow, yeah. we'll be able to make sure we formulate our plans, uh, adequately. Yeah. And
0: Paine, uh, I want to ask you about Moses Enriquez. Yeah. He scored a, a brilliant 47 off 20 and they needed 15 off the last over. Yeah. Uh, just a great captain's knock.
3: Great captain's knock, calm, uh, consistent performer. always has been, always leads from the front. And I think Matthew short actually is, you know, is for us, hopefully in a year or two, going to have that sort of impact. He's already having that impact on games but I think Moses has been able to build that over years and years and years and I think we've got someone here in Adelaide that can do a similar job but yeah you can't speak highly enough of of Moses the way he's led that team and that franchise for the last probably decade Um, you know there was no surprises to me that they won that game last night they uh, just and have been for a long time they just find ways to stay in games put you under pressure and then win, um, win games late. And um, Moses had a lot to do with that
1: for a long time. And he did again last night. And as captain, he stays very calm in the field. And we saw when they had the, sur- when Laurie Evans took the surge and Hayden Kerr went for some runs, yep. he stayed calm as a, as a leader. And I think that's, that's you know, a real um, positive for him or one of his real strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So oh, that. Even Diz when he was hitting the runs at
3: the end, like. <laughs> yeah. A lot of of guys you would see expression or they'd be fist pumping or whatever. And he was totally calm and under control and and calculated. And that's why he's been an amazing player for a long, long time.
0: So that means the qualifier. Brisbane Heat will play the Sydney Sixers on Friday up in the Gold Coast. And then Saturday, the game we care about, the knockout. Mm. uh, The Strikers playing the Scorchers in Perth at 4.40 local time. So that's about 7 o'clock Adelaide time. Um, at Optus Stadium. You're both looking forward to a trip over to Perth again?
1: Oh, very much so. I mean, it's, it's an opportunity for us to do something special. And you know, I think probably halfway through the tournament, we were completely and utterly written off by everyone and uh, a lot of negative press uh, about our team. Um, I, I suppose our last game, the game that I suppose the straw that broke the camel's back and we knew we had to do something different strategically was that game in Perth you know, mm. and that was kind of our watershed moment of the season. And, and, and since then we, we sort of changed our tac- tactics uh, strategy and, uh, and, and things have been, been going okay. So it'd be nice to go over there and apply those learnings and see how we go.
0: But you lose some players. We lose so, some players. Yep. Um, but the, they lose, as you mentioned, they lose yep. Laurie Evans as well. Yep. How, how does the BBL stop this from happening?
1: Well, that's a very Big good question. Big question, I know. And, is, yeah. well, you've, got, you've got about
0: 60 seconds, Tiz. Yeah, okay. <laughs> go for, it, go for <laughs> well, it, this. One
1: for me is it, it's very difficult when we have a system in place where we have a draft in the middle of our year. So a lot of players are committing to other tournaments. So T 20 the South African T20, well in advance. They're starting to commit from now until mm. April, May. Yes. And they're committing to those tournaments. And those tournaments are saying, okay, we're, we're going to sign you, we're going to pay you, um, but you... Your time frame is this. So then when it gets to the draft, for instance, in the middle of the year, uh, August, September, whatever it is, players get drafted. But We we all know as uh, franchises that they're only available for certain periods because they've signed these other contracts and, and we don't have the opportunity to sign players on multi-year deals because we'd love to be able to go to a player and say, mate, we want you to be part of the Adelaide Strikers for the next three years. Here's a contract. Let's go. Players want it. Franchises want it. Yeah. All
3: right. And our two that have just left, Adam Hose yes. and Jamie Overton, are great examples of that. They would love to stay and play in finals, but they couldn't not sign big money deals that are offered to them. Yes. Because there's no guarantee getting picked up in the draft. Yeah, that's right. You, you, and you might not want to play for Sydney or Perth or whatever. So it's, it's a bit of a lottery for them. So they take the guaranteed contract and then hope that they can come here and teams will take them for the, the time they're available. So, All right. This
0: is really interesting. We're going to keep going with this after the break. Um, but coming up on the show, we got Adam White uh, from Adelaide Oval um, and he's uh, thanks to Lumo Energy, switch to the affirmative. Uh, my movie of the week, a bit later, a bit of a comedy uh, later, <laughs> nutrient ag <laughs> solutions going further for Australian farmers and your calls and your texts, Thanks to Just Quality Home Improvements Open Line 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166. Don't forget to text in as well. Thanks to Budget Car and Truck Rental Moving House. Use the team. It's easy and affordable. 1327 27. 27. We've got a double pass to day three of the test match. Back in Sports Day straight after this.
2: The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join LUMO in...
0: Welcome back to the Summer Edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonds are with you alongside Jason Gillespie and Tim Payne, has just dropped in to say hello. and all, here, all thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. You can call in 1300 736 736, text in 0427 154 166. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And we've still got a double pass to give away to day three of the test match. Budget car and truck rental, moving house. Use the team that's easy and affordable. Thirteen twenty-seven twenty-seven. Now, Tim, I know you got to go shortly, but again, we appreciate you coming in. Um, but I still just want to get back on that topic. If how do we stop players from going? Is like how do we keep Jamie Overton here for another week or two so he can play finals? How how does it how's it going to work?
3: Would would I get in trouble if we said we scrapped the draft? Well, was it, well, well, I was going well, to suggest
0: that. Is that the easiest solution? Well,
3: you're saying that? It I'm sounds like it. a good idea. Not you <laughs> I haven't thought of that I wouldn't say it myself, but it sounds like a great well, well, idea.
1: If the draft didn't happen, what that would allow franchises to do is to be able to start negotiating now with a player yeah. and we could potentially sign them in a multi year deal. Because going to a draft, we do a lot of work and all franchises do it. We do a lot of work um, putting together lists of how we anticipate the draft could go, who would potentially get who at this point in the draft, what, what are their band of money that the players are available, what's their availability. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. And I know a lot of the clubs, that they, they like continuity. Players want to be able to go back to the same team. Yeah. And because supporters want to be able yeah. to support yeah. that player and see them come back subsequent years. Friendships, and build. build. Yeah, that, that's right. If you want to
3: build a successful club, you want consistency around staffing, playing group. Your fans want the same. They want to build the BBL. Talk a lot yeah. about the tribalism of, of footy mm. because they they have players that are in their uh, teams and franchises for, for a decade. You want kids with... Hose and Overton and, and Darcy Short's name and number on their back. But if they're swapping around or we don't know who our overseas players are because we only signed them for one year,
1: it's, it's difficult. Because it's a draft and you can only retain in the following, the subsequent draft, retain one of your overseas players for the following year. You, you have a right yeah. to retain card. So I, I just think it would be better, in my opinion, if we were able to start negotiating now um, with overseas players come back because players want it coaches and uh, franchises want it it just seems that the powers that be like the idea of a draft a, uh, which gave
3: us what a uh, 45 minute tv show
1: that was gave us a tv show and a lot of a lot of players a lot of teams passed on you know we saw the the yes. women's draft women's WBL draft half the Teams passed on each one, so I'm not sure how good a spectacle that becomes. Yeah. Not
0: a bad idea. I, I don't think it's worked. I, I, and I, I love your comment about Tim about the way fans want to follow players yeah. for their career, well, like the, the way Rash is draft, ra- Yeah, yeah. Rash is a legend. Here. So yeah.
3: if, if Rash is back next year, I dare say we'd mm. we'd retain him. Yes. Mm. Then we risk risk losing Jamie Overton, who was the leading wicket taker in this year's competition. We should be able to have them both, which is unfair. It is unfair. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But the other thing with the draft is, you look at drafts in every other sport, they're actually drafting young players and the bottom end of your list to rebuild you, your teams and your clubs, whereas this is the other way around. Mm. We're, we're drafting in our key players, Yeah. our best players, potentially, and then your best three are, are rotated each year. They're, they're different, or you could have one of them, as Dizzy said. So it's kind of an upside down. Model for me. Mm, yep. and Sammy's just told couldn't, me uh, that
0: there's, there's 51 local players who are out of contract at the end of this BBL season, which is a fair oh. number as well. Mm. Yep. So interesting. Um, uh, Payne, you got a couple more minutes, so you can hang with us. Yeah, that'd I do. Be, I, that'd I, I be do great. have to shoot, though, because yes. it's very
3: unlike the man sitting in the room next to us. Yeah. Is I know you've only spent a little bit of time with him, but Darcy Short has said he's going to shout me dinner tonight. Well, he.
1: I don't want to yeah. miss that. opportunity. Well, he's extraordinary.
0: He blamed you for. Coming to the strikers, he yep. said, "You're the guy who got him here." Yeah. So and he's had a, a pretty good season so far. He yeah. might he might win a title. So he probably owes so him. So he dinner. probably owes him, dinner. That's what it I'm does. going at. Yeah. Yeah. Shaking his head back there, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, a bit of a sad day for you, Diz. Not really, but Pat Cummins passed you on the wicket takers for Australia
1: today. How good! I, I think it's brilliant. Love watching him bowl. Um, Young Josh Hazelwood's hot on his heels as well. Got his two hundred fiftieth today, which is a, a wonderful achievement. And uh, look, r- records are there to be, uh, of course, there to be broken, of course. And uh, I've I've really enjoyed watching these guys that develop over the years. Um, I, I've I've said it said it long ago on a, on a radio show that I, I felt I feel these guys were going to go down as the best some of the best bowlers Australia's ever had, and uh, I think that's being proven correct.
2: Yeah,
3: hard to disagree with. And I've had you know a large portion of that had the best seat in the house. So, yep. um, yeah, we're very lucky with, with what we've got with the ball bit. The same with Davey Moore. I think at times we're in a hurry to move these players on and sometimes you you don't know what it's got until it's gone. So enjoy the next few years while we've still got them all.
0: Once again Payne, appreciate you stopping in. No uh, thanks worries. to Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Back soon.
2: The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian owned and supporting communities, the arts, and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA.
0: Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Jason Gillespie with you. Tim Payne was with us. He's taking Darcy short out to lunch. Dinner, I should say.
1: Yeah, I, there's no way Darcy's paying. There's no way. A, no, not a chance.
0: Chase. <laughs> <Lord it is. laughs> uh, you can be part of the show as well. The open line is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Text in on 0427 154 166. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Now, Diz, we're going to cross to one of the SEN cricket commentators now. Adam White is brought to us by your local tyre power. Hot summer sale is on. Get four tyres for the price of three on Kumo Tyres. And they're helping you drive safe this summer. Adam White, welcome to the
4: summer edition of Sports ASA. G'day, Paul. It's good to be part of the show, although it's a bit weird. Usually I'm interviewing Jason Gillespie. Now he's going to be interviewing me. It's a bit, a bit odd. Yeah, he's got the tough questions. I'm usually quest- putting him under the pump.
0: Yeah, he's got the tough questions for you, Whitey. Uh, mate, <laughs> uh, off the bat, Pat Cummings won the, won the toss uh, today. And for the first time since 1980 on the Adelaide Oval, he chose to have a bowl. But it looks like that was the right
4: decision. You know, it's, it's, I guess it's hard to tell because the West Indies are the West Indies. I must confess I was a little bit surprised um, because the wicket didn't look the same sort of wicket we've seen from some of the Shield games, particularly that last one against Victoria. It was a lot harder and um, I think it probably would have been okay to bat. And the West Indies said they would have batted. But I think it was more the overhead conditions and there had been that rain overnight that maybe gave uh, Pat Cummins the inclination it was the right thing to do. I don't know whether it was the right thing to do when they were three for 90-odd, but Josh Hazelwood certainly sort of went through their middle order. And, and if it wasn't for that last wicket partnership as I think 55, uh, would have been a pretty ugly-looking affair from a West Indian point of view. But they put some respectability into the scorecard and 188 was what they got.
1: Yeah, Adam, you mentioned that... that- collapse in the middle there but kirk mckenzie looked uh looked quite good didn't he yeah he did he hits
4: the ball very hard and he's he's not um i wouldn't say he's a really tall man but he's a tall man with a big stride so he did like to try and you know get forward as much as possible and try and hit the ball down the ground his favorite player is chris gale and at times he tried to play like chris gale but what i liked about him was he had positive intent if you thought there was a a chance to score he, he did try and score and as I said, he hit the ball extremely hard. So he's the only one, at least at this point in the match, that's been able to to reach 50. But but uh, Jason, as you would know, I mean, one of the great things about the Australian attack is how relentless they are. So they don't sort of lapse for any length of time. So you've got to keep going as a batsman. You can't relax at any point because that's when they'll get you. And uh, And that was ultimately what happened with him and a couple of the other West Indians that got starts and looked okay, played some nice shots. But they just couldn't sustain it for any length of time.
1: And and while they did have the, the, the Australian bowlers very relentless with their lines and disciplined with their lengths, a couple of the West Indies dismissals, uh, notably De Silva and Moti, what, what did you see?
4: Yeah, there, there were some pretty ordinary outs. Moti was, it was definitely one of those. But but even a couple of other ones, you know, trying to play hook shots with two men out in the dirt getting caught. Um, you know, there was that one of the silver just hitting the ball straight to cover. So they were the soft doubts that I think I was, as a, as a cricket fan, worried about from the West Indians, um, that they wouldn't show the discipline required. And, uh, and ultimately, that's what happened. And, you know, I think from a West Indian point of view, they need either Chanderpaul or Brathwaite to bat a long time and to try and bat around those guys because we knew coming in that they, they all like to play their shots through that middle order. But unfortunately, uh, they tried to play too many shots and, and that ultimately proved to be their downfall.
0: Wyatt, he's only just starting his test career, but is Cam Green the best gully fielder Australia has ever had?
4: Well, I mean, I can't think of of too many better. I mean, I know that Dizzy played a lot of cricket with Matthew Hayden. I always thought of him as being incredible in that position in the gully. Um, The way that he would make really difficult catches look easy. But the difference with Cameron Green is being so tall, he covers so much ground. And that first catch he took today... Uh, really early on to get rid of Shandipal. But the feature of that was his anticipation. He was moving to his left almost before Paul had actually made contact with the ball to be able to to almost make up that ground required. And then the second catch, again, making a difficult catch look easy. It went really quickly. He had to get down low for a big man. And even though his knees hit the ground, it didn't sort of jolt out of his hands the ball when it went in there. So, I mean, that just shows. And I'm sure, I'm, I don't know, oh, it's probably a question for you, um, he throwing hmm. back the other way. I'm not sure you necessarily select a player because he is a fielder. Uh, you know, because he's such a good fielder. But when you're losing David Warner from the court, and I, I think it is a bit of a factor with someone like Cameron Green that he becomes a, a genuine three dimensional player. We know he can bat and ball, but just that 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 fielding element.
1: I, I think certainly uh, when selecting teams, you know, I've, I've certainly have done my fair share of it over the years. Um, you know if if there's a fifty fifty split between a player you, you almost always go with the person who's going who can take catches that that that's absolute for sure, but just your your, the, your what you said before um John T. Rhodes i reckon is probably the only player that's come close to probably being selected in test cricket predominantly yeah. as, a, as a fielder,
4: yeah, and I think what we see in cricket we often hear about widget keepers can create dismissals because of their um, ability to, to maybe get a stumping that someone, someone else can't, who's a good keeper but isn't as good up to the stumps or you know, can take the spectacular catch down leg side. They can create dismissals. I think that's what Cameron Green can do. He can, he can create chances that others just wouldn't be able to take and I think that's, that's probably the standouts for me with what he can do because he's, he's so big and, and anticipates so well in that position in the gully.
1: Yeah, speaking of our time in the field, and we'll get to the batting, I suppose, but who who impressed you most out of the Aussie bowlers, Adam?
4: Well, I think for me, Josh Hazelwood, because you know early on it was Pat Cummins that sparked the Australians when I thought they started a little bit flat, um, to be honest. They were okay, and, and certainly the West Indians didn't get away, but... But the Australians needed a spark, and Pat Cummins did that. But I just thought the way that Josh Hazel would bowl yeah. through the middle kind of broke the game a little bit, got on a bit of a roll, took four wickets really quickly, and I think he was the standout. Um, Mitchell Stark was was a bit wayward today. He just couldn't get his radar right. And, and even Nathan Lyon, I mean, I know he's taking his 500th wicket through this series, but he hasn't been able to sort of you know, go on a bit of a roll. And again, a bit the same here. He still bowled 11 or 12 overs, but he only took the last wicket. So for me, I think Josh Hazelwood was the the standout just ahead of Pat Cummins.
0: Speaking to Adam White, part of the SEN cricket commentary team. Uh, Whitey, I just want to ask you about Steve Smith opening the batting for the first time. And also, I don't want to get rid of him just yet, but who do you think (laughs) is next in line to take an opening spot in that Aussie team?
4: Oh, gee, that's a good question. We've been talking about this for a long time before um, Steve Smith got the got the role because we didn't think initially it was going to be him. Um, look, I think for me, the concern I have with Steve Smith is I just think he's not in the same sort of form he's been in for a long time. And for me, I think going up the order is is not necessarily a cry for help, but it's I think it's him trying to get a new challenge to get himself going. But once again today, we saw him playing at a ball outside the off-stump he wouldn't normally play at um, to be dismissed. Um, it was a good ball, but it was the first ball of uh, of a young man's career. I'm not saying it was a loosener, but it was one that he didn't have to play at. And again, he's out caught in the cordon. Um, he's been caught behind a few times this, series, which, or this summer, which is just not Steve Smith. So I'm not sure it's the right move putting him up there. I can understand why it's happened but I'm not convinced that it will work. I think what I do like, though, is Cameron Green at number four. Um, And as Dizzy would know, having seen Cameron play a lot of Sheffield Shield cricket, he averages over 50 in that position at number four. I think he needs balls um, early in his innings to sort of settle in, whereas at number six, at times, he doesn't quite have the right tempo for a number six and can get himself a little muddled at times and can often slow the momentum of the team. But I think at four, that's the right fit for him. For, for who the next opening batsman is, uh, I'm now not entirely sure because it might be relatively soon. We need to find that player. And what I love um, in in recent years is that if you make runs in Sheffield Shield cricket, you will be rewarded. And I think that's what's happened with Cameron Green. I think that's been overlooked. It's, it's always been about what Kang Bancroft has done and why why isn't he selected? I think Bancroft needs to bat quicker. I, mean, I think he needs to improve his strike rate. But there's what there's four. Shield games coming up and then another four or five before we play India, there's ample time for Bancroft or Harris or Renshaw. I think those three obvious names are still the ones that are ahead of everybody else, and they've got time. And I guess the, the left-field selection is still Will Pukowski. Um, he still needs to play a lot more Shield cricket before he can even be considered to play again for Australia. But the fact he's strung some games together to Victoria... I think he's more important than the runs he hasn't scored because it's just him, you know, getting time in the middle and playing consecutive games or you know a string of games to to know that he he wants to play cricket for Australia again.
1: Yeah, I, I like your point, Adam, about strike rate. I think. Yeah, the best Australian batters, uh, opening batters in the past thirty years, have put pressure back on opposition bowlers early on with the new ball, with the field up, and I, I'd like to see someone of that ilk, whoever it is. Um, but i take your point. You know, I think someone with a, a higher strike rate would complement Usman Kawaja perfectly.
4: Yeah, and I think that was the concern, Dizzy, with Bancroft coming in. Definitely. So, look, I don't think anyone's necessarily going to be able to strike at what uh, David Warner did. David Warner struck at about 75 in Test cricket, whereas someone like Cameron Bancroft, you know, he's striking Shield cricket around the, the 30 mark. But when you look at Renshaw, and even looking at Marcus Harris, they're not... Considerably higher than that. So I just wonder whether that message has to come down from Australian selectors down to Shield level to say, look, you know, we're still on the hunt for the next opener, but we are looking for someone that can at least strike at 60 65. So whoever it is that is opening the batting at Shield Cricket, um, here's your chance to either, you know, look for someone else um, or the ones that are there to, to, to look at trying to bat a bit quicker. I reckon Caleb Jules tried that a little bit for Tassie. Um, and he looked like he was going to furnish into a really good player this year. He got a lot of runs for Australia A against New Zealand A at the very start of this summer, but he's sort of tailed off a little bit. Tim Ward, I know he's trying to bat with a bit more purpose. They're, They're sort of two names that come to mind, but I'm not sure that there's the obvious selection that's just sitting there waiting to be selected, which has often been the case in the past.
1: Yeah, we saw after the West Indies... Adam get get their score and they they went out in the field and the, we heard the commentators talking about you know an early opportunity early wickets and you know, they created that opportunity and Kuharja dropped. Yeah,
4: well, I mean that's the thing, dizzy. They they created three chances the West Indians. They dropped Kuwaja who was caught on the crease trying to drive and again away. He went out a few times against Pakistan, but. Unfortunately, De Silva dropped the catch going away to his left. One that he should have taken. That that should be taken. Oh, he, he definitely card should
1: card. have taken that because I was explaining to yeah. Bonds before the show at the point of contact that Kawaja made. He was almost standing Bolt upright, and then he had to go back down to his left. And he, he's, he's a he's a big, solid lad, and that would have been really
4: difficult for him. Yes, that's right. And Ian Smith was in our commentary box when that drop, uh, that catch got put down, and his view was that he he really. Uh, under normal circumstances, could have even been able to get two hands to right. that. So, um, And I, I really liked El Zari Joseph. I like him as a player anyway, but what he did today was that he was bowling consistently mid-140s. He bowled with real pace and bowling faster than any of the Australians did. And so while he didn't get the wickets, they they went to the debutant, Shemar Joseph, at the other end. I really liked the way El Zari bowled and, um, you know, Shamar Joseph gets a wicket with his first in test cricket of Steve Smith that we talked about before. But then even the way that he got Labuschagne out, that he hurried Labuschagne a few times and then the short ball that Labuschagne just tried to help on his way, that was a, a, a brain fade from Labuschagne, with that man just positioned perfectly on the fence to take that catch. It went straight down his throat. He was lucky to stay in the field of play, but it was a, a poor choice from Marnus. And we've now got this situation where If you take out David Warner's 164 in the first test, on the first day of the test summer, there is yet to be another Australian player to score 100. Mitch Marsh has got close, but no other Australian player has got to 100. And that's very rare, usually through a summer, against better opposition than the Australians have faced in Pakistan and the West Indies. I know this West Indies series has only just started. Um, We've only had the 100, and that's a bloke that's now retired. All right,
0: Whitey. Before I let you go, I got a bit of a bone to pick with you, my friend. Um oh, dear. You were on X today, saying that uh, Balfers should not oh, yes. put coconut on top of their vanilla slice. What are you talking about, Whitey?
4: What is? Is this a new phenomenon, or is this something that's always that had all the coconut time? on it for a
0: million years? Oh, they're very no. good friends of the no, station no, here, no. Balfers. They're very good friends of ours. Well,
4: that's okay because <laughs> the actual custard in the vanilla slice was outstanding of course but the coconut i mean i'm not a coconut fan at the best of times but to have the coconut spoiling the vanilla slice on the icing just leave the icing you don't need coconut that's just that is just making a very simple delicacy far too complicated
1: adam don't be shocked if you get stopped in the street while you're here (laughs) <laughs> really South Australians well, uh, are very passionate about our
4: local products uh, <laughs> oh well as I said the custard was great not the coconut place pie the coconut. have
0: you had a pie floater yet Whitey
4: no but I am going to give that a try beautiful it's been a few years since I've been to South Australia oh, don't worry I'll be uh, trying all the things on offer there's no doubt about that while I'm here Adam thanks a lot um,
0: we'll have fun listening to you across the test match thanks mate
4: no, nah, thanks, guys. Lovely talking to you.
0: Okay. Adam White, part of SEN Cricket, and uh, the coverage starts again tomorrow at 9am, uh, and he was brought to us by Aussie Made. Look for the logo and be sure it's Aussie Adam White there. It's time for our Aussie update. Now, um, Diz, thanks to Panasonic yep. Air Conditioning with Nano EX Air Purification, The nasi Kokonakis got through in Five sets. Amazing effort Uh, 7-6, 2-6 6-7, 6-1 7-6. He won the tiebreaker in the 5th 8-10. Let's have a listen to what Fanasi had to say after his win
1: I wish I could do it easier but I can't I've got the mental focus of a 3 year old so however I can get it done you guys are amazing. Without you no chance I'm winning so You look so composed
3: but what was going on behind those eyes?
1: (laughs) You don't want to know Um, (laughs) Battling some serious demons, that's for sure. Um, no, it was just it was an incredible court. Um, you know, sometimes I struggle for motivation during the year, but uh, January in the Aussie Open definitely isn't one of those times. And uh, yeah, I had, a, um, I had a sort of tough end for last year, tough start to this year. And uh, yeah, I know it's a first round, but, but this one meant a lot. Obviously, last year that one hurt. Um, I had a couple of junkies come up to me at Crowd Casino ripping me for that loss against Murray, so... Um, <laughs> Didn't enjoy that too much, but uh, glad I could make amends and, and win a five-setter here. As I said, I can't thank you guys enough. It's ridiculous in here, so thank you.
0: Such a great personality, Thanasi.
1: Very honest and open. Yes. in how he feels. Just saying he struggles for motivation during the year, but but not at the Australian Open. You'd, you'd want to think not.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a, yeah, great personality and a proud South Australian as well. The Demon, Alex Demon Demonor. This was seen as a bit of a um, I guess tough match for him, but he breezed through in straight sets against Matteo Arnaldi, 6-3, 6 love at six three. Let's have a listen to the Demon.
3: Yeah, look, very happy. I mean, Matteo, he's a hell of a player, um, very exciting player, has got a lot of firepower and has a very, very high level. Um, I thought I just had to be solid here, use the crowd, uh, try to stay focused, and uh, I'm very happy to to get the win today. So thank you, guys.
2: When we spoke after your last match, you talked about having maybe a little bit of unfinished business because... Australia and Italy played in the Davis Cup final not too long ago, and and he was a part of the team that knocked you guys out. That little extra motivation to play at the level you did, because you were awesome today. Uh,
3: Yeah, look, um, it's no secret it was heartbreaking at the end of the year, losing to Italy in the Davis Cup final. But, you know, I told the boys we're going to be back there, so we're going to get another chance. And today was a little bit of revenge for Australia, and I'm happy to be
1: in the next round. Great, the, the demon. He's played
0: some good tennis at the mm. right time, I think.
1: Very good tennis, and uh, yeah, he was very um, accommodating of his opponent, who he'd beaten quite convincingly. There was a lot of respect shown there, I thought.
0: Mm. A couple of uh, Aussies playing tonight. Jordan Thompson has just stepped on court about um, against Stefanos Tsitsipas, so that's just started. And Alexi uh, Alex Popperin, he's going to take on Novak Djokovic. Mm. So a bit of a tough game. For uh, Alexi. (laughs) Absolutely. And Sam has just told me that Chris O'Connell, another Aussie, is down two sets to one against Ben Shelton. Shelton. So he's six games to five in the fourth. So he's battling hard. The Aussie Open update was brought to us by Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano EX Air Purification. It is time for my movie of the week, Diz. I'm excited by this. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's a good one this week. I better play the I better play (laughs) the uh, Stinger if I can find it.
3: And when everyone says it can't be done,
1: ducks fly again. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done.
4: Are you crying? Are you crying? (laughs) There's no crying.
2: There's
0: no crying in baseball. Movie of the week is brought to you by Toolkit Depot, Trade Pro Partner, everything you need to get the job done, shop in store online. My movie of the week, Diz, is Cool Runnings.
1: Fantastic. I one love of the, this. I
0: love this. One of the great <laughs> movies, uh, loosely based on a true story, it was released in 1993, had a budget of $17 million. Made a hundred and fifty-four point nine million wow. at the box office.
1: That's huge.
0: So it was a massive success.
1: Oh, mate, put that in today's dollars. Yeah, that'll be one of the great one of the great movie uh, successes, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, For sure. um,
0: amazing. So it only cost seventeen million. Um, directed by John uh, Turtletob. Tub, well, I'm sure no one's heard of him, but I hadn't. But uh, John Candy at starred Leon Robinson and Dougie Doug, and Dougie Doug will be the ma- the man in the dreadlocks that everyone knows. Mm. Um, it was based on the first Jamaican bobsleigh team that went to the nineteen eighty eight Winter Olympics in Calgary. Um, originally, this was going to be a sports doco, so it was going to be a serious movie. Yeah. Um, but then, when the new director came in, they had the, the it basically wasn't working. The script right. wasn't working, right. so they turned it into a comedy. And uh, they actually used in the movie as well. They used real footage of the crash in the movie. They they crash while they're yeah. going down the. The uh, bobsleigh yeah. run. And yep. yeah, so they used real footage of the Jamaican team and cut that up. Um, here's something, uh, a fun fact for you uh, Disney executives wanted Kurt Russell to play the role of the coach, but John Candy really wanted the role. He said, I'll do it cheaper. He just wanted the role. And in the end, um, it was he was magic. He, he made the movie. He he, part, yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It was a great role for him, the yeah. perfect
1: role. Absolutely. Kurt Russell would have been very good. Yes. No question. Different movie with Kurt Russell in it. Yeah, different movie. Yeah. yeah, Agreed. I think John Candy was perfect.
0: Let's have a listen to the trailer. We're looking for a sponsor
4: for the first Jamaican bobsled team.
0: (laughs) Their dream was to compete in the Olympics. But they chose a sport. (laughs) They knew nothing about... This is the true story of four unlikely athletes...
2: How about I beat your butt right now? How about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt?
0: ...who weren't prepared for what they were about to face.
2: It's a beautiful afternoon in Calgary. Why don't you put some training wheels on that sled? my Oh, my God! Oh my God. Leaves a bop setting to the real Man. You have no business here, Jamaica.
4: People are always afraid of what's different.
0: Walt Disney Pictures presents
2: I am feeling very Olympic today.
0: A story for anyone who dares to stand out in a crowd.
2: I didn't come up here to forget who I am and where I come from.
0: And everyone with the courage.
2: Cool, You're ready yes. to
0: stand up for their dreams? Hold and know from enough. When you cross that finish line. Where did these guys come from? Jerry!
3: You'll know. Cool. So what are we gonna name this sled?
2: Tallulah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tallulah. What's my mother's name?
2: Tallulah.
0: That is cool it's cool, runnings. It's it's a great movie, good family movie yeah. as well, Diz. Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's uh, worth a watch. You can watch it on Disney Plus, Apple TV, Amazon. If you haven't seen it, even if you have seen it, go watch it again. It's uh, it'll be another hour and a half that you'll love. Uh, movie of the week, thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. And um, Diz, we can still get some text in. We've got still got two tickets for uh, day on Friday for the test match. Day three. Double pass. So if you want that, get on the text line, the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, oh four two seven one five four one double six, and we'll give those two double pass to the first person who texts in right now. It's that easy.
1: Yeah. It's that easy. Very (laughs) simple. Get on the text, people.
0: Um, Diz, it's been yeah. a great show, and we thank Tim Payne for coming in as well and yeah. spending a bit of time with us. It's it's a, appreciate a appreciate you coming in. I know you're about to go and play in a BBL final. Yep. Um should be. Uh, look, I think you can upset them over there.
1: Well, we hope so, and I think we you know, we've taken some learnings from you know when we when we last played them. Um, as we said earlier, we, we've sort of had a bit of a shift in our strategy how we're going yep. about it. So l- let's see how we go.
0: We've been here for Just Quality Home Improvements, experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawns and roof restorations. This has been the Summer Edition of Sports SA with Paul Bonzer and Jason Gillespie and Tim Payne dropped in for a chat too. <laughs> See you tomorrow.
2: The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.